all right you guys and we are doing this reality tv ptsd with your girl tina Butte, ready to love edition and you guys know that i was in the hit show ready to love d is it dc dmv potomac whichever anyway um that i was on the hit show and you know i got a few questions and hit ups and i know a lot of people are just wondering why did you quit girl or why did you leave like that or what the hell was going on um and now that i'm officially officially off the show i just want to go ahead and you know give you the real real right here on the walk away queen so let me be like honest with you guys very transparent i'm the walk away queen was basically based on me quitting the show and also just you know, as you guys learned about my personality, a huge part, which is 100% true from the show with my ex saying it and me also ghosting and quitting the show is I will walk away from anything detrimental to my sanity, my peace. I will block your ass. I will ghost you. I will not talk to you ever again with an, with an explanation because I realize I'm grown. And if you are doing things to hinder or hurt or betray me, why would I want you in my life? Why would I want to be around you? Like, make it make sense. And so that's what this brand is about. I want people to learn from me, baby. Okay? Um, learn to let go of people, places, and things. And so with me walking away from Ready to Love, I did what was best for me mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, everything. Um, when I came across Ready to Love, I was actually dating somebody. And I remember watching the show was actually the Houston season, the retreat getaway. And I remember watching that show and particularly saying to myself and the guy who I was dating, because that's how I discovered it, going to his house and watching it, um, that if I ever did a reality show, I would go on there. And it was just me joking, you know, I, and I was saying, of course, to the guy I was dating because I knew he wasn't the one for me. But I was just like, if I ever did a reality show, I would go in there. I think I'm ready to love. I liked the setup. I liked the dynamic. I liked, you know, to me, I looked at it as an experiment because everyone wants love. Everyone thinks they're ready to love. But have we truly put ourselves in the position to be open to it? Like real divine love, you know, not this toxic shit where we think someone loves us or we think someone accepts us or we think someone appreciates uh, appreciates us and as soon as we do one thing that they don't like we are disposed or they're on to the next because there are so many options um and so i just was like you know what i could do that i just love the layout and so fast forward may came uh nephew tommy which i listen to nephew tommy and steve harvey morning show every morning I was taking my daughter to school and he comes on and he's like, hey, we're coming to D.C. And I'm like, oh, my God, did I manifest this or what? But anyway, um, I literally same day go home after I drop my daughter off at daycare. I go apply and they contact me the next day. And, you know, it is a multiple series of events that happen, you know, to get you vetted and evaluation and background and, you know, all of these different things where I really thought that I was signing up for a process of vetted individuals where, you know, people are who they say they are. You know, I was open to, you know, building bonds. Even if I didn't find love, I was open to building friendships with, you know, women that I would have perceived as being wonderful, you know, ambitious women. Um, 
But I was also mentally prepared for what I had seen on TV, which is, you know, had always been the 10 guys and the 10 girls. And I do remember um, the second season of Houston when they had bought, was it Chris back? Is that his name? The dark-skinned chocolate brother? Yeah, Chris. When they had bought him back, everybody felt like he was done wrong in the retreat. But I just didn't think that it was going to be a every season they feel like they have to do something new type of BS. Um... And so I wasn't sure if I was going to be in the first season of the DC or the second season. By the time they started filming the first season, I was let know, you know, I was aware that they hadn't picked me and that I was probably going to be in the second season, but I still hadn't been picked yet. Um, and so by like August, they had let me know, okay, we want you, but the start date for you isn't going to be the beginning of September. It's going to be mid-September. So at this point, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, that's still seven weeks to get to know somebody. You know, I'm still trying to be realistic here because I, for me, I don't just say I'm ready to be with somebody, you know, ASAP. You know, I think I've only had like one situation where I can be like, but I feel like he was my soulmate. But that's a whole nother story. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I'm really not big on just saying, oh, I like somebody and I want to sell off into the sunset with you. And so I feel like, OK, well, seven weeks is still enough time for me to get to know someone. Then they come back and they're like, OK, well, we're not going to have you start at seven weeks. We're going to have you start a month later. So I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all only trying to give me four weeks to date here. Like, and then y'all want me to like say I'm choosing someone to be in a relationship with or I, we're ready to love. Like, it just wasn't realistic. So I'm not even gonna lie. I kind of went in like, make it make sense. Because I, let me be real with y'all. I didn't know anything about a curveball. Like, I still didn't know about curveballs or what, like, I didn't know what our season was gonna be until January when they like put the whole thing together and showed that weekly. I thought, I'm going to be very real. I thought our season was going to be like how Sydney season was, which Sydney is in the first DC season and she was the only curveball. So when I saw the clippets of it, which we hadn't filmed yet, and they were promoting the first DC season, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a curveball. But then it kept changing my date. And I'm like, something ain't making sense here. Anyway, um, coming into the process a month later, I was very ill-prepared. I knew nothing. You know, I will say this. Miss Dakia reached out when she found out that I was the curveball coming in. She was the only woman that, you know, was welcoming. Uh, we had a whole, like, nice 30-minute conversation. You know, she wasn't one of those women where she tried to change my perception of coming in. But she was just like, look, be open-minded. Get to know these people. But it's a lot going on. I wish she would have been a little bit more detailed because when I came in, it was like coming into the middle of a shit show. It was like being in the middle of a tornado. Like I love watching tornado videos on YouTube. Like that is like one of my passing time things. I watched, you know, storms or natural disasters on YouTube. It's like being in the fucking middle of a tornado and then you can spend around 50 million times and by the time you're, you you get out of it, you're being flown all the way West Bubblefuck somewhere. Like, that's how it was for me coming into this process. And particularly, I will never forget my first date, which was with Mr. Wiley. Wiley knew. Like, it, thank God for Wiley on that date, y'all, because I was like a deer in a headlight. Like, y'all ain't, ain't see none of that. How they edited it was amazing because... When I walked in, it was just like, camera, 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 camera. And I didn't know where to look. 
they had me walk out. Like, I had to redo my entrance, like, two, three times. Like, it wasn't what I thought it was, y'all. Like, I came in thinking, I'm going to be real with y'all. This is what I thought reality TV was going to be on this show. Like, and I was so naive. This is why I tell people I was so naive, y'all. I thought my ass was going to come. Excuse me. I do curse on my podcast. I do curse like a sailor. But just know my heart is genuine. And if you don't like it, just exit out because I do curse. I'm human. And y'all going to get all of me. All right. Y'all, I thought I was going to walk in, sit my fine booty down, and just be able to like talk like a regular date. <clears throat> Flag on the play. That ain't how it go. That ain't how it went. All right. First of all, it is a controlled environment. If they don't like something, if anything is off, they will stop, drop shut it down, open up, we got to retake type situation, okay? So, listen, by the time you sit down, so I came in all excited because, you know, that big old smile Wiley had looking at me, it was real, it was real, okay? Um, and, you know, it was just, it was, I was real excited. I'm like, this is my first date. I don't know what I'm getting, da da da, da. But I was, I caught on <laughs> maybe too late, but by the time I had caught on what was going on, it wasn't by this date. Like, I thought I was really going to be able to come in and have a genuine conversation and they were just going to record it and then edit it, you know, cut it shorter, condense it. No, that was not how it is. They have people that, you know, they want you to ask certain questions, you know, they'll try to navigate the conversation. So say if you're talking about something, they'll like come in and be like, okay, so how about you guys talk about this? You know, so one thing I will say about reality TV is what you say is real, but it's a controlled environment. So if you know anything about statistics and variables and what you can control and what you can't control and the probability and all the other, that's how reality TV is. This shit ain't real. Reality TV ain't real. What you say is real, but they already have created a storyline in their head. And for instance, the storyline that was supposed to be my storyline had I not quit and I made it to the end was I was a single mom who had been through all of these trials and tribulations, you know, from my childhood to growing up now, even with my child's father, my resilience, my ability to be self-sufficient and being a boss bitch. Like that was my supposed to be my storyline, supposed to. And I knew that because production had told me that that was supposed to be my storyline. And I was just like, okay, y'all got this all figured out. Um, But what I think production was not prepared for was the fact of me being exactly who I said I was in my interview. Because in my interview, I told them I am a no-nonsense type of person. I don't have time for nonsense. I told them the two most important things in my life are my child and my business. Do y'all think they respected that at all? I was in the process for two weeks. Two weeks out of the four and a half, five weeks that was left of filming. I told them my work schedule, which is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I told them my child. I told them how, you know, I need to make sure I'm spending time with her, especially because, you know, please don't get it twisted because I see people say, oh, she has a two-year-old. First of all, no shade to Clifton, but Clifton has a three-year-old. What's the difference between Clifton three-year-old and my now about to be three-year-old? Like, I'm so sick of the, the sexism and the prejudgment of a woman can't do something, but a man can't kiss my mother in ASS, okay? So if you want to be judgmental about me having a child, first of all, I can do what I want, okay? I have a village, my child knows I love her and we good. But don't ever sit there and try to judge me saying that I'm not ready to love because of my child. You kiss my ass, period. Okay? Anyway, let's get back into it. So, 
um, I told them, like, I have my child. And it was in the first week, y'all, they had me away from my child for three days. Three days. On the fourth motherfucking day, they had me set up a date with, had a date set up with me with Demetrius, which was fine. My child was at daycare. You know, I let them know during the weekdays, I can do shooting from this day to this time to this time. After this time, I pick my daughter up. Do y'all think they respected that? No. Okay? So, y'all need to please take into consideration that I was real from day one on my expectations of this show. I was real about my timing for this show, my schedule, my child, my business, everything. Before they picked me because they, I, I signed up in May. I quit in October. I never changed who I was from the time I signed up because I'm authentic, baby. I'm always real. I'm always authentic. Anybody that knows me know when you meet Tina, you're going to get the real Tina. You might not get the 100% of Tina, but even at the 10%, it's still me. You know what I'm saying? I just have to feel comfortable. If I don't feel comfortable, if the aura off, the vibe off, you getting cut. I don't want no parts of you. But anyway, I was always myself. Always myself. So to come into this process where my time was disrespected, I'm telling y'all, I shit my work schedule and y'all still disrespecting it. So let me tell y'all the date that they had by day four with my daughter, y'all, this was the, the first week with, this isn't the first week. I was only on the show for two weeks. So keep up with the timeline in the first week, by that fourth day, I ain't had my daughter that Friday, that Saturday, that Sunday. I hadn't seen my daughter actually since that Thursday, <laughs> that Thursday night. Cause Wednesday I had my, I think she was with my mother or something like that because I had to get up and go get ready Early as hell, yeah, I think she was with my mom. I had to get up early as hell to go film all the way, you know, to go shoot at the freaking pool party. So I hadn't seen my daughter since Thursday. We got Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is Monday. I'm set to get my daughter from her father. And they set me up on a date with Demetrius, which that was a great date. So the date that y'all see where I have the whole denim outfit, like, we had a great day. It was so much that y'all didn't see. And after that day, we actually stood outside talking to each other for two hours, like, about so much. Like, I really did like Demetrius. I did. But y'all got to keep on why it did not work out. Um, and so that day in particular, that day in particular, I told them, I had looked at my schedule and I told them, I said, listen, I'm not going to be able to make, they had had me for two dates. I said, I'm not going to be able to make that evening date. I'm going to get my daughter. And I told them, I had let them know early. And I guess they, they disregarded it. Uh, after I left that date with Demetrius, we stood outside talking for two hours. I looked at my time. I had to go. Um, I'm heading to go get my daughter and I get a call. Tina, where are you? Tina's going to go get her child. Oh, you're supposed to be, I don't know why, I, I, I told him, I said, I don't know why um, you're calling me with this information because I definitely let you guys know that I would not be there on that date. And I think it was that was one of the main moments when I realized that I was just like, what the fuck did I get myself into? Because I keep, I felt like a broken record. Like I had to keep repeating myself, you know, my child, my business, I have to work, you know? And so outside of that, um, again, there was drama that didn't even pertain to me that just really had me looking at these individuals, like how old are we? Like it felt like high school. There was so much drama. There was so many lies. There was so much chaos. And I realized by the time I came in, it wasn't about love. It was about competition. It was who was willing to make it to the end? Who was willing to sabotage the next person. And that's not me. 
that's not me that's not my spirit that's not what i'm built on i'm one of them things if it's for me it will happen if it's not then you know rejection is god protection that is definitely my motto like i'm not going to force anything i didn't feel the need to lie on any of the women there lie on any of the men there create any false narratives and to see that that's what was done to each other and also to me i was hurt because i'm like my black brother and sisters we need to do better we need to do better we gotta do better and this to me i'm like is this, this is what reality tv brings out of people two minutes of fame two minutes of fame and this is what y'all are doing to each other i was so disappointed it messed with my energy it messed with my frequency i don't move like that okay and so i remember y'all i tried to self y'all i tried to self-eliminate in the first week y'all i did i tried to self-eliminate i remember talking to one of the producers I will not say his name, but I remember speaking to one of the producers and I told him and I was like, blink, this is not for, it was just me and him talking. I said, this isn't for me. I was like, I don't think I have a connection here. I don't think it's anything, you know, to foresee outside of this process. Like I'm wasting my time, you know, my business, cause I do shit, you know, I sell CMOS. I have other businesses, but I sell CMOS and with my CMOS, I sell it on certain days so that it can make it to my customers. Cause I ship nation, I actually ship internationally now. But I, I've been shipping nationwide for the last two years. I'm now international. But, you know, I try to keep it on certain days so that their product is still fresh. And do you think they care? Do you think they care? No. Because they just kept disregarding my damn schedule and, and shitting on my schedule. And I knew when I was talking to producers and I'm like, y'all not respecting my time, da da da, da. He was just like, well, you know, you know, the cast, they're going to love you. I mean, not the cast, uh the viewers the viewers are gonna love you and blah 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 blah. and we you know we have this great footage of you and da, 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 da. you should just see it through and blah 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 and I was just like you know I remember him turning to me and he was just like if you quit viewers are gonna hate you and blah 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 and I was like why would they hate me I haven't given them anything to hate me and I just didn't know what he mean what he meant and now I do because he did tell me he was like you know editing can make you he was like editing will make you look bad and I was like in my mind I'm thinking like how can they do that I didn't give I was 100% myself but I didn't give anything that I felt was bad because y'all have to realize even in my most vulnerable moments of being transparent about my past I was also able to speak of my strengths I am a healed or healing individual Okay, my I have had my trials and tribulations, baby, but they do not break me. They have made me. Okay, and so when I was speaking, I knew I was like me going on this show. I was going to speak of my weaknesses and my strengths because I want to be an example for humanity. I want to be an example for other women. I want other people to understand that you are not alone. And so me being on that show, that was that was my presence. That was my aura. That's what I spoke about. You didn't catch any of that, and you weren't gonna see it because they wanted they edit me out so much they couldn't edit me all the way out because i can't i was in the pool party i was in the main parts of the segment i still was in some of these men top you know so it was only but so much that they could do to edit me out but it was how they did it even with let's let's be real my situation my date with my ex meeting uh paul and demetrius that date did not go like that at all that was actually a great date i picked bj because bj has known me since i was a child 
Um, he knows my childhood. He knows my adolescent. He knows my adult. He knows me even as the woman I am now. He's a childhood friend. He is a family friend. Um, and I can fully depend on him as a friend. And he's seen my evolution. He's seen my growth. And I knew, you know, when they asked me, they said, what's the ex? I've only had three boyfriends, y'all. Like, let me be real with you. I, as beautiful as I am, I don't just do relationships because I know motherfuckers is toxic, okay? BJ was my young love, my first love, and to this day, we're still friends. And so he lives in the DMV area because I am from the DMV area, um, but I do claim Atlanta as my home as well because I went to high school there. But, you know, he lives in the area, so he was convenient. We didn't have to worry about flying anybody out or canceling. He also has known me the longest. So I feel like he was the perfect person to come on this show and speak of my growth. Like that's, I was being all open. Like I don't want to be one of those people that feel like I have to hide what I've been through because I know my, my partner, he's going to accept all aspects of me. He's going to appreciate me. He's going to know, you know what? She is a good woman and she appreciates everything that I'm doing for her and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So that date was phenomenal. It really was. I felt like Demetrius was left to see a lot of me, even with the part of him saying she slicing dices or cut off that. That wasn't even a part of the initial date. That part happened after the date was over and we were like taking pictures and we were just sitting there and it was like, oh, just have small talk. Da, 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 da. And then Paul chimes in and Paul was like, so... You know, just has she ever, you know, and that's me start slash tires and, and I was like, no, da, da, da. And BJ was like, I'm going to tell this story. We didn't even think that that was like still being filmed or a part of the show. Like we were just sitting there chopping it up. And that's why I was just like, no, oh my God, da, da, da. The real conversation of the day had already been done and taken. You feel what I'm saying? Then fast forward with the date with like Donovan and Sabrina and Phil, that was a great date. We were laughing. We were chuckling. There's so many cameras to catch different angles at different moments where you're thinking that they're focusing on one person in particularly while they're talking in that segment. And you have a whole nother camera that's catching you to be able to, again, edit you. So people, I'm so sick of people saying when me and my cast members mention, mention editing that they're like, oh, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Hold up. Shut the W. Shut shut. S-T-F-U. Shut the F up. Yeah, I'm trying not to I'm trying not to curse. I'm trying to give y'all abbreviations. But anyway, shut the front door. Okay. You don't know editing until you are there. And I'll be so real with y'all. If production had kept it real and be like, look, this is how reality show work, blah, 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 blah. I probably would have stayed to the end. I probably would have acted or whatever, whatever. And of course, I wouldn't have been true to myself. So obviously, everything happens for a reason. But I think if they had better prepared me, I would not have quit. Because I was over the bullshit. I was. I was over the fuckery. I was over the bullshit. That was not what I signed up for. That's not what I came for. I didn't come, you know, to be in competition with other women. I didn't come to, you know, sit there and have to deal with men's egos and I'm lying to make them feel more important in a process that really nobody gives a fuck. Um, it was too much for me. It really was. And then on top of when I did try to self-eliminate, I was threatened that I was going to be edited and looked bad, which they did do. Now I'm going to be real. When, when the producer told me that, I didn't care because I don't, I know my truth. And one thing about being divine and really having a relationship with God is when you know your truth, 
No one else can sit there and tell you or dictate that. You know what I'm saying? I let God handle that. God going to handle anybody that's lied on me, did anything to hurt me or sabotage me or manipulate or anything. He going to handle you way better than I ever could. So I just let it be. But, you know, even now seeing what viewers have to say about me, I don't care what you have to say about me, but I am still going to put my truth out there because you don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just want people to understand the the level or the dynamic of this environment before they are in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, please understand that I did not quit because I had car trouble or like that whole getaway situation. Like, let me be very real with y'all. First thing first, the reality show was not on the weekend. They was gone Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. When do I work? Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'd already told production. I said, I probably won't be at that getaway. Why, Tina? Why? Da, 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 da. I said, I don't have time. Like, I was already days behind on making products and, you know, shipping and all that. Like, my business was starting to fall behind. And these people did not give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I Y'all wanted me away from my daughter for another three days to be around people that I knew I didn't have a connection with. By that time, I wasn't even talking to the guys. That's, I was still, I, let me tell y'all something. Watching the episode Friday, I was so perplexed. I was. I was so lost in the sauce when they made it seem like Donovan called me because I'm like, production knew that I wasn't coming that Monday. Why set it up that way? Um... Well, one, that, and then two, let me tell y'all something. On the second day, the second day of the retreat or with the getaway, I was there. I was there. I came. I did. They got me a rental car. They did. I didn't have car trouble. I told production that I wasn't coming because I had work to do. They created that whole car trouble narrative for the show. I told production that I would not be there that Monday because I was going to focus on my business. And if I could make it, I would. And if I couldn't, then I would come the following day. They got me a rental. I came out that Tuesday. I showed up about 1130 a.m. They put me upstairs. They had the makeup artist do my makeup or whatever because I showed up 100% natural. Yeah, because at this point, I didn't care anyway. Um, They had the makeup artist do my makeup. And they had me upstairs away from the whole cast all day i could hear them filming i could hear them at the in the pool i can hear i heard them when they was doing the elimination with tori i heard everything everything nobody knew but they had it all played out on camera that tino didn't show up tina wasn't there let me tell y'all when i had finally finally made the decision that i was done with this damn show all right let me be real with y'all they had me upstairs all day that tuesday about 8 30 9 o'clock at night they come to me and again i've been away from everybody camera crew being in and out i'm just sitting there like why am i here and i couldn't leave because they took the rental car keys so that i couldn't leave one and two we were like two and a half hours away from our homes how was i getting home <laughs> so without me having to bother someone to come get me and i'm not that selfish where i'm like look like you guys i did sign up to be a part of this show let me just ride it out but let me tell y'all one thing about me. I'm always control my narrative. And this is where editing got real tricky and why the me showing up to the getaway is very slicey and dicey. When they had me away that whole Tuesday and they came to me at 8 30, 9 o'clock that evening saying, oh, we're going to put you in a hotel and we're going to have you enter tomorrow. 
I said, what's the point? They lead tomorrow. They said, oh, we're just going to have you go in. You need to have a few conversations. Let me tell y'all something. I went to that hotel room. I took me one of the nicest, hottest showers. And I had a conversation with God. I had a conversation with God. And my spirit told me to quit. I said, you know what? This ain't for me. I ain't wasting out another time, another minute. I already knew that I didn't want not one guy there. I wasn't really talking to the guys like that anyway. By that time, it had been last spread and that's why me and Demetrius you know particular individuals were lying and putting you know false narratives and statements in in Demetrius's ear and instead of him coming and asking me directly um he did not and he just said that he was going to wait to the getaway which as you see I never really made it to the getaway so to me that just lets me know that it wasn't meant to be obviously God you know stepped in and and handled that situation how it was supposed to because that's how I rule everything happens for a reason but I just remember being like I'm done with this show like I've wasted enough time like my guy is not here I'm not here for 15 minutes of fame like please don't get it twisted I tell anybody it's a show I knew exposure was going to come with being on the show but that's not why I did the show I really did the show just to be able to be in a different type of environment um but yeah, uh, that month, that Wednesday was the last day and I was going to drive back in the rental because they drove me to the hotel. Like they literally kept me hostage there. Y'all swear to God, they took the car keys so that I couldn't leave to go home if I wanted to. When I got to the hotel, they took the car keys from me so I couldn't leave in the morning time when I was going to drive, they forced two of like crew members or something to ride with me and drive so that I could not leave. Like when I tell y'all it's such a controlled environment, like it really felt like I was ambushed and set up. It was so toxic to me where it's just like, I wasn't happy. And if I can't leave, I, if I wanted to leave, I can't leave. I can't really express how I feel. Like it was so much bullshit that I'm just like, this isn't, let me tell y'all something, I'm an Aquarius. And, and, and people be like, oh, there's just about that. Let me tell you something. I'm Aquarius. I'm one of the realest motherfucking signs that y'all ever going to come across. We don't do... I'm a humanitarian. I'm kind-hearted. I'm sweet. I'm genuine. I'm real. I'm raw. I will give you the, the, the my last damn dollar and the shoes on my feet if you can fit them. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to deal nor tolerate anybody's BS. You're not going to walk all on me. You're not going to think you're going to boss me around. You're not going to think I'm not going to speak my mind. Like, that's just not how it works. And in that controlled environment, I couldn't do much. I couldn't. So I remember being so pissed off that they wouldn't even let me drive. I was just like, you know what? I quit. I quit. I'm done. And when y'all see me walk into the house, that's when y'all, hey, did I miss anything? Let me tell y'all, in that moment, I was pissed. I was. I was so pissed. I was just, I, it wasn't with my castmates. I was pissed with production because I'm like, why, why did y'all have me here? I could have been at home working i could have been home with my child y'all got me out here on some bullshit bruh i swear to god that's how i'm feeling like, i'm getting mad thinking about it i need to calm down hold on let me re reassess my energy let me get it right and get it tight okay because i'm getting mad thinking about it like i was i just don't understand think people understand like the level that they do to create that they the environment that's created just to have a show you know what I'm saying? Like, you got people that they will do any and everything to be on the TV. And then you got people like me who 
I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, you know, like it, it is what it is. I came, I saw, I conquered. I got better shit to do. And I remember just walking in because I knew I couldn't say that production had had me upstairs because the cameras are right there. So everybody looking at me crazy as hell. Like, why are you here? Little did they know I've been here. Like now my cast member know. I told them all straight up after it. I'm like, y'all do know I was on the, on, on the set the whole damn time. They're like, what? They had us call you? I'm like, yeah, they played the shit out of you and me. Straight up. Played the shit out of you and me. For real. Like I was pissed. I really was. And I wasn't even pissed at my cast. I was pissed that production was wasting my goddamn time. And I even hate using that word. Sorry, God. Let me take that back. I don't want to say that word. Wasting my motherfucking time. Okay? Period. And so, to have that happen, I was over it, y'all. Like, for real. It, it wasn't even about being exhausted from the dating or my cast. It was the exhaustion that I felt like production wanted to sabotage me. Like, I felt that it was like I was so much, I was so healed and at peace in the process. It was like they had to poke the bear somehow. And the only way to poke the bear was them doing, going against exactly what I warned them not to do. Affect my business and my daughter. And I was, oh, I was so, oh my God, I just don't think y'all understand how over it I was. So yes, I walked in and I remember just, you know, of course, everybody looking at me crazy. And I remember being like, you know what? Donovan, let's go take a walk. Because I was at that point, I was like, let me control my narrative. Which I feel to realize in that scene, my last scene on the bed with Donovan, I said a lot, but said a little. And y'all see me looking at the camera crazy because I'm like, y'all really know that I was upstairs this whole time and y'all got these people thinking that I wasn't here. I didn't even, I didn't know what to say, y'all. Like, it really felt like a setup. Like, I felt like I was set to set up to come in and look crazy, which I did. I looked absolutely crazy. I walked in and didn't know what the fuck to say because they had me on fucking set since Tuesday morning and had my cast members thinking that I wasn't there, had these men thinking that I wasn't interested in, which I kind of wasn't. But the point is, I wouldn't have handled I wouldn't have handled the getaway like that if they would have bought me on set Tuesday. Like even I would have had those conversations, those appropriate conversations with me and Demetrius. Me and Paul didn't need to have no conversation. We had already, we was good. So I don't even know why he was acting, showing them acting a certain way in confessionals. But I will say this. You can't believe the timelines of when you see things because with editing, they get so much footage that they will take pieces of a previous interview and put it with something that had nothing to do with it. And you, they did it, I believe they did it to Clifton, Dakia, and Joy for one scene where I think he was talking about Joy, but they made it seem like he was talking about Dakia. I'm not sure. They did it with Tori. They did it with me. I don't really, I haven't really paid attention to everybody's storyline like that, but I, me and Tori are cool, so I know we've been, we were able to talk about it. There was a particular, if you pay attention in my, the last episode, episode nine with me, and I'm saying why I left, bruh, I kid y'all not, what they posted was not what I said why I left. Like, seriously. Seriously. I kept it real. I was like, this process was not for me. I thought I signed up for 10 guys, 10 girls. Like, these guys were not really putting in the time and energy. Like, I kept it real. And I said why I left in my confessional. They did not show that. They edited pieces from my previous dates, conversation. Because they will ask you literally, y'all. Your interviews will be like two, three hours. They'll ask you all type of questions. Shit not even pertaining to the dates or what you doing on the date. 
you know, just to be able to edit you and slice and dice it if they need it. And I didn't realize that until it was too late. And that's being real. I remember realizing in my interviews, and that's why I stopped talking a lot, because I was like, they just asking me stuff that that don't even pertain to it. I caught on, I realized the more verbiage that they have from you, the more they are able to edit you. And also, there were times where they would intentionally ask questions about other women to me. I don't tear no other woman down. I don't talk about no other woman. If I don't like you, I don't like you. But I still wish you the best. Just not around me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't wish no ill will or malice on nobody because I believe in karma. You wish that on somebody, baby. All you're doing is pointing the three fingers back at you. Well, actually, it's a four because the thumb coming back at you, too. You point, you're pointing at someone else and you got four coming back your direction. I don't do that for nobody. You know what I'm saying? And for them, they was, so what do you think of this? And what do you think? That's why I pay attention to my interviews. Pay attention, pay attention to my confessionals. You, had, you catch me saying nothing negative. You catch me saying nothing sexual. You catch me in the fashion of one woman. Why? Because that's not me. That's not my spirit. There was nothing that they could really put out there to make me look bad except for what my ex BJ said. And the only reason why they had posted that was because I quit the show. So they try to make it seem like, one, I will cut and ghost your ass off, which I will. That's why I have the walk away queen. I will cut your ass off, ghost your ass, block your ass, be done with your ass, wish you the best, and never talk to your ass again. Period. I will. Been that way. Will always be that way. I'm actually more in that power now than I ever been. I ain't tolerating no shenanigans. Okay? Period. And so the slice and dice. Oh, and then me throwing the phone when I was 16. I'm 32 years old. I don't throw. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I don't throw phones. I don't slash tires. I don't break windows. I'm not stalking you. I'm not going through your phone. I'm not calling no other female about you. I'm not doing any of that. Because let me tell you something. If my intuition, my gut, or anything as a woman is telling me that you are doing any of these things that are going against me feeling valued in your life, then you are not the man for me. If I cannot trust you, we don't need to be together. Because what I refuse to do is live on eggshells, walk on eggshells, or live like I cannot trust somebody. I can't. You grown. I'm grown. I need to be able that you can handle yourself with conduct and, and vice versa with me. I don't have time to be babying no grown-ass man. And I don't have time for that. Period. But anyway, I just really, you know, it's, I'm going to be real with y'all. I didn't post this to prove a point. Because, you know, I realize you can have all the receipts in the world. And... People going to believe what they want to believe. Um, as a viewer, because I was a viewer first of this show, I was a fan first of this show, I will say I didn't believe everything I saw, but I did believe that this show really stood for black love. Um, and I can honestly say now that I don't believe that. I really don't. I feel like this show fake as hell. I'm going to say that. I feel like it's 100% entertainment purposes. Do I feel like you can find love from the show? Yeah. Um, I don't feel like their method works, but I feel like you can meet individuals that you might genuinely be attracted to. What is it? Um, what's the guy? Oh God, I can't think of the couple from Atlanta. I know she's so beautiful. Is her name Reeve or Reva or something like that? I can't think of the, the guy name, but I just remember it was like Reva 
this was a chick toby i remember he left with one chick and they ended up getting back with her but they're together was it uh simone and rashid um who uh you know there's a couple from my season i you know i feel like people know but yeah i'll let y'all you know i'll let it play out to the end whatever but you know i feel like you can find love i just don't feel like their process works i feel like their process is them profiting off the illusion of black love um I feel like, you know, we have a lot of people that want love and want to experience it. And I feel like they kind of fantasize and romanticize this process and thinking that it's real. And I just want people to be, just be very, you know, I just, I, let me say something. I don't do fluff. The, the Aquarian in me don't, I can't, I can't, I just can't. I'm just, I don't, I'm always fighting for justice. I am. I'm always fighting for truth. I'm always fighting for facts. I'm always fighting for what's right. Um, and so for anybody to think that I'm never going to speak on my truth, you do not know me, sadly. So allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Tina. Okay. I don't do bullshit. I don't, I don't lie. I can't lie. I'm not a good liar. My soul don't feel right when I lie. I don't even lie to the police. The police officer pulled me over, ma'am. You know, I pulled you over. I was speeding. I was speeding. <laughs> I tell them, give me the ticket. Nine times out of ten, I don't get that ticket. You know what I'm saying? So, I've learned the truth sets you free. I don't know if it's going to set me free here because I really don't care. But I do want people to know that, you know, I call this episode Reality TV PTSD because... Post-traumatic stress syndrome after reality TV is real. Um, once I quit the show in October, I was very um, left distraught. I was very confused. I was, I, I think I had to process my, I was, I was angry. I was. I didn't regret doing this. Nah, I'm lying. When I first quit, I did regret. I was like, what the WTF? This some bullshit. Da, 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 you know, but I had to also process that I was played. I was a pawn. You know, I was a pawn for a show. You know, I was a beautiful girl that was supposed to be brought in to stir stuff up. I came in thinking that I was possibly finding love. I was used as a pawn, you know, and Production didn't get that out of me. You know, I did not come in staring anything up. I honestly think production is so used to people saying one thing and portraying another thing that when they actually met someone that was 100% themselves um, and what they said on camera was exactly, you know, what they said in the, you know, the in the interview or the, you know, the process to get in the show uh, versus really being in the process. Like, I never switched up. And I think they're just so used to people saying one thing and doing one thing to stay on the show that they thought that that's what it was going to be with me. And instead, they didn't think that I would really quit because apparently it got back to me that they was like, no one's ever just quit this show like that. And I respect it. But when I'm trying to self-eliminate and y'all are threatening me to make me look bad and making it hard for me to self-eliminate, I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to just quit. And so I feel like even now... Because I was told that I was going to be edited bad for my leave out, for how I left. Um, because, of course, they have to close the story up to make it seem like, you know, I'm not ready. And it had nothing to do with the show. Um, watching it, you're left, like, in disbelief. Like, you're questioning everything. Like, I didn't say that. Or I didn't do that. Or, you know, whatever, whatever. And so, to see... 
how you're portrayed on TV and you know that that's not really who you are, it can play on you. Now, for me, I, it didn't play on me because I already knew. But I will say for some of my cast members, it did and it has because a lot of my cast members went through or, or is going through PTSD. See, me, I was able to process it the whole the whole everything before my cast was because I quit in October and I had already started seeing the illusions and the BS and you know what I was going through with production behind the scenes my cast really didn't get the 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 blunt of it until we had the reunion like when they were able to see how they were possibly going to be edited for the rest of the season because even in the reunion you don't know we do the reunion in the middle of the season and while it's airing and I think they do that because I think our reunion determines the edits or how they show, you know, what they show because it's based off what we're willing to talk about and share. So I think that, um, I think that, you know, you, you, if you're not strong enough, bruh, you need therapy after reality TV. You do. Um, because you just you learn about a lot about people and what they're capable of you know what i'm saying and i think when you're a good person it can just really like be mind baffling the level of you know manipulation that people are willing to even production you know to either stay on the show get you to stay on the show or you know it's it's so many things like you're just like this is too much you know for me knowing that that's not what I I didn't sign up for the drama I knew I had to quit I did um and even now like y'all let me tell y'all the part where I'm just like so they got Tommy nephew Tommy sitting outside on a bench like he called me and waiting for me this is unacceptable man bruh sir like y'all that whole scene was fake I'm telling y'all now that scene was fake. Production, I had already quit the show, y'all. For real. Ben had ghosted production. Ben had told them I wasn't coming. Ben told them I wasn't showing up. I was done filming. Fuck this show. And they still made it seem like I like I ghosted Tommy. Yeah, I did ghost Tommy. I ghosted the whole process. It was easy to do so. Y'all put it out there that my ex did it. But then they want to lie and creep this whole narrative. Like, watching it now, I can laugh. Like, I can you know, but in the moment, like when I first left, I was emotionally distraught, y'all. Like, I was like, what did I just go through? Like, I think I was just so lost and confused that people could really act like this. I really was, y'all, because I don't act like that. Like, I kid y'all, like, let me tell you, I kid y'all not. I don't act like I truly just believe in being a good person i try to see the beauty in everybody i think that's one of my biggest downfalls in life was that i'm always trying to see the potential because i know my potential you know what i'm saying you just gotta want to be better do better but that starts with you but we ain't getting into that but anyway y'all just want to let y'all know reality tv fake it is let me tell y'all ratings or viewers equal ratings. Ratings equal equal a successful show. A successful show equals money. Point blank period. It ain't got nothing to do with love. It ain't got nothing to do for them rooting for us. Listen, when they realize that motherfuckers is nosy and will feed into the BS of an illusion and they could profit off of it, <laughs> reality TV changed the game. But let me tell y'all something. Don't believe nothing that you see. If you want to do a reality show, do it. 
but don't be your intent. Don't like don't go in there being vulnerable with the intent of you might find love or anything. If you going on there for business or for fame, do just that. I'm telling y'all now, do just that. If you going on there to expand a brand, do just that. Play your cards. Do whatever you need to do. Because trust and believe, had I had known it, I would have did it a lot differently. Maybe I don't know, but you know, I feel like I wouldn't have been emotionally triggered or distraught or hurt or confused once I had left the process. Like now, I'm okay, you know. But I think just knowing that I was just so open, you know, I'm telling people that I don't know my story. You know, parts about me that I don't even tell some of my closest friends don't even know. And I'm telling y'all and y'all either a didn't show it or, you know, won't show it or use it against me or tried to edit me to look bad. And I feel like it's sad. Um, and you got to have thick sense, thick skin, man. Like you really do. You got to have very thick skin to um, to survive even now. Because there are people that don't know me at all and have formed all type of opinions. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is. Please have your opinions. Think what you think of me. Stalk my social media. It is what it is. You know, I am beautiful. I am fabulous. I am kind. I am genuine. I am outgoing. I have so many things that I have up my sleeves. I mean, if you want to get to know me outside of what you see via edits, hey, get to know me. Hit me up. If you don't, don't come on my timeline with your shenanigans. All right, keep this shit to yourself. All right. But listen, if you want to be naive and believe what you say, I'm not mad at you. But what you need to stop doing is being boisterous about things that you barely know or what you think you know, but you have no idea. Okay. Um, I, there's so much that I can say, but I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. We what? This is probably my longest episode ever, 50 minutes in, and we're going we gonna to shut it down. But listen, I might make a part two to this. I don't know. You know, I feel like I've addressed pretty much my main pointers. Um, I might talk a little bit more about it in my episode, Walk Away, which really, really breaks down the walk away clean. But I really appreciate y'all tuning in um, and wanting to know, you know, why I quit the show and the shenanigans of the show and the BS of the show. And it's like, there's so much more that I could tell you, but we don't need to get into all of that right now. You know, I've given y'all 50 minutes and my mouth hurts <laughs> from talking anyway. Um, until next time you guys, peace, love, and soul. Thanks for all you guys support tuning in. Bye.